This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. It's been a bad week for Facebook. They've, um, you know, for a lot of people out there, uh, what was revealed by the whistleblower really, I don't think, came as any Surprise. Um, and uh, just <laughs> just navigating what goes on on Facebook has been a pretty clear indicator to most people that uh, this is going to cause some problems. Um, but there's another app that Facebook owns called Instagram. And if you're of a certain generation like me, uh, you probably don't know a whole lot about it. it. It's very, very popular, though, especially with young people. And it comes with its own kind of problems. Not quite the same as Facebook. Uh, primarily, it's just what is it, Sarah? It's just pictures, primarily videos, right? Yep, just pictures. So you're not you're not you're not writing words so much or anything you like. You can put a caption and right. all that stuff, but it's not really the ranting cited no. like like Facebook is. Exactly. Yeah, it's just it it's pictures here. Here's where I am. Here's what I'm doing. That that sort of thing. Um, and uh, and as I said, incredibly popular. Billions of people use it all the time. Um, so what are the, some of the concerns, and, and how can we help kids try and deal with the concerns that we find on there? We're going to chat now with Christine Eldersma, who is a social media expert at the nonprofit Common Sense Media. Christine, thank you for your time today. I appreciate you joining us. Thank you so much for having me. You know, I, I think this is an issue that we all need to be spending a lot more time talking about because social media, all the platforms, are so pervasive. They're ubiquitous. They're everywhere, especially for young people. Um, have we sort of been naive to what's going on with our kids as they spend hours and hours and hours on these platforms? Well, you know, I think it's it's become sort of a social experiment none of us really signed up for. Yeah. Um, and our kids are, are the subjects. Um, and it is very ubiquitous. And it's very difficult for parents to keep up with it all because not only are the the big name apps, but then there are tiny apps that pop up here and there yes. that become very popular overnight sometimes. So it, yes, it's very it's very difficult. It's almost impossible, I think. But let's start dealing with some of the concerns that we know exist around Instagram. And I think the whistleblower did a fairly good job pointing out some of the problems that it's causing in the younger generation. Uh, do you agree with what she said? And and what did she point out as being the primary concerns with Instagram? Well, you know, I think. Um, what has come out in the research that wasn't um, shared initially is that it can negatively impact young people's Mm -hmm. self-esteem. So body image and and different kinds of pressures around identity. Um, And I, I mean, obviously the research does bear that out, especially for kids um, who are already feeling vulnerable. And I think that's, that's a key. I don't think that all teens necessarily come away from Instagram feeling negatively about themselves, but I think if your teen is in in a vulnerable place, already feeling anxious, already feeling depressed, and then they're scrolling through Instagram for long periods of time, um, the research does show that it can definitely negatively impact how your teen is feeling about themselves. And is it as simple as we're taking a look, and like I said before, when you're taking a look at somebody that posts something on Instagram, they are posting them 
looking their very best, doing the coolest thing they're doing that day in the coolest place. They, I mean, it's a snapshot of the very, very best moment of their life. And and then the comparison is, well, well, I'm not doing that. I don't look that good. Is that where that anxiety and that, that problem starts? Yes, absolutely. And, you know, when you see sort of you pull back the curtain um, on what is actually happening behind those pictures, well, yeah. the ring light, the posing, <laughs> the the filters, the, you know, nothing about these pictures. In some cases, they're entirely photoshopped yeah. or they're staged or, you know, or they're not in the locations where they say they're taken. So, um, yeah, the fabrication is very real. Um, and I think for teens who are just, you know, in their bedrooms, feeling anxious or depressed, um, it it can be very uh, triggering around, you know, my life sure. is not like that. Um, and of course, nobody's life is. Nobody's. But it's, it's when you're scrolling through all those pictures, it's hard to remind yourself. So, Adults, too, you know. Oh, sure. Absolutely. We, we, we can all get that FOMO going on when we're looking at it. It's like, boy, they're really yeah. having fun. I'm just sitting here scrolling on my phone. Um, but I, I, how do we, I think some adults, not all adults, obviously, are in a, in a position to have the discussion with themselves that you and I just had where, wait a minute, let's not get too wrapped up in what we're seeing here. Um, how can we give that same set of tools to our kids to say, you know what, take this all with a grain of salt and don't try and hold yourself up to this standard. How can we, how can we help our kids navigate Instagram? Well, I think saying what you just said um, to your teen is is great. I think, you know, the advice changes a little bit depending on age. So if you have a, a younger teen who is, you know, you're just considering, should I let them have an Insta- Instagram account? Should I let them get on social media? Um, I think thinking about yourself as the training wheels to help them keep their balance as they get on social media. And what I mean by that is, you know, walking them through the settings and looking at all the settings. So for instance, if you put in a birth date on Instagram that indicates you're under 16, your account is set to private by default now, which wasn't always the Mm -hmm. case. Um, But there are so many layers uh, there are DMs, there are, you know, disappearing messages, there are all sorts of features that parents might not know about and kids might not know about. So walking through those together can be really helpful. And coming from a place of curiosity around why a kid wants to go on Instagram and be on it, is it just for their friends? Are there people they want to follow in particular? Are there influencers they're interested in? Um Those are all great questions to ask and to set expectations around usage. So now you can, you know, there's also an activity sort of monitor within the app to to tell you how much time you've spent. Um, So they've tried to add these features that sort of nod at safety or nod at trying to limit the amount of time young people spend. Um, But having very frank and ongoing conversations with your kids uh, around these social media apps is really important. And then when you, when ki- teens get older and they're a little more uh, reluctant to, <laughs> to maybe talk to their yes, parents yeah. <laughs> about these things, um, and they're giving you sort of those uh, monosyllabic answers to, <laughs> to your questions, um, coming at it a little bit from the side. So you know, hey, uh, how are how what are you? What are your friends following on Instagram? Um, You know, not asking super direct questions, but 
um, hey, can you, I, I feel like a real nerd around this. Can you show me yeah. how this works? Um, so curiosity rather than I'm going to catch you doing something wrong um, and paying attention to how your teen seems to be doing around using social media, asking them how they feel when they're done using social media. Do they feel connected to their friends? Is it fun? Or do they feel anxious and depressed after being on social media? That Those kind of questions can help them self-regulate also, which is really what our goal is mm-hmm. um, for ourselves and for our kids. We want them to be empowered um, to use these platforms and these tools in a way that um, makes them feel more connected and empowered rather than leaves them feeling empty or less than in some way. Now, I'm, I'm glad to hear you focusing on having the discussion and being involved with your kids' social media experience because I, I from my own experience and um, seeing how these platforms work and operate with my kids and other kids that I've been involved with, um, there, some parents can fall into a false sense of security. Oh, yeah, well, I've got the, the age restriction on there or I've got a filter or, or you know, they're locked. They're, they're not allowed to look at those sorts of things. And I think if you want to try and tell your kids that they can't do something on the Internet, you're fooling yourself because the kids know how to work those machines better than we do. And they're going to figure out a way if they want to. So it's far more important to have, like you say, that that communication situation where you can actually help them and be there with them as they go through these experiences rather than thinking that you've just prevented them from having them. That's not, is that a false sense of security or are there measures you can take technologically that you don't have to worry about this? No, I think you're absolutely right. I I think fighting tech with tech um, can, can give you a false sense of security and be sort of a trap. Um, (laughs) Uh, so yes, there are parental controls and I think that they can be useful if used openly, um, with again, open conversations with your kid about why you're using them, um, and what you'll be looking at. Um, but I think the trust, maintaining that positive relationship with your kid, having those conversations, and if you want to use parental controls for some reason, I think being open and honest about it, um, knowing that, yes, as you say, kids can easily skirt these things. There are always loopholes. Um, sure. You can Google how to get around screen time on iOS and find you know, ways that kids have found to, to break through those parameters. Um, so absolutely, I, I think knowing that over time, their relationship with social media will likely evolve. And also some of the things that we're most afraid of, you know, I think especially parents of young kids, I have an 11 year old daughter. um, So I understand the the fears, especially as kids start to get on the internet around online predators and, you know, some of the things that we have sort of been trained to be afraid of when really a lot of the time it is looking at uh, unrealistic images. Sure. And even pressure from friends just messaging them all the time and the drama that that can cause. It it can be small things like that. So um, keeping that conversation open so that your kid can come to you and say, I just don't know how to handle this. That can be much more productive than I'm going to shut this down and take your phone away. Exactly. I agree with you 100%, Christine. Thank you so much for your time this morning. I really appreciate you joining us. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you.
That is Christine Elgersma, who is a social media expert at the nonprofit Common Sense Media. 